This is the Resilient and Resource podcast, and I'm your host, Danette Adams. Today I chat with Carly, whose life has undergone a huge transformation just in the last five or six years. From commuting several hours a day to work in a cubicle, to now running a farm and forest school with her children. Upon reflection about how she arrived here, she notes that her view of resilience has changed from the idea of just pushing through to letting go. Carly's idea of accessing your resources is extensive. Join in on this grounded, creative, and fascinating conversation about how amazing life can be when it doesn't always turn out the way you had planned. I'm really excited to talk to Carly, who has just such a, like a wholesome, down-to-earth view of life, and I'm very excited for you to hear um, the things that I know she's going to talk about today. So I'm really excited today to have you here, Carly. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Danette. I'm really excited, too. <laughs> so I always begin these conversations talking about uh, my guest's uh, relationship with resilience. And I, I guess I'm wondering, growing up, what did you think resilience was? Did you think you had it? And, and what does it mean to you now? Sure. Well, when you first asked me to come and talk to you, I, um, I'm like you and I love writing. It's kind of how I organize my thoughts. So I ran to my computer and wrote a couple, a couple things down about um you know, what I think about resilience today and, and how I think that I used to view resilience. And a couple of words came up. I actually wrote a little poem too, um, about wildflowers, because when I think of resilience, I think of, um, wildflowers. So I can read that for you too. But the, the first kind of words that popped into my mind when I started thinking about resilience and when I was younger versus now, um, or anxiety, people pleasing, self-abandonment, intuition, self-love, boundaries, and connection. Those were kind of the key words that came into my mind. And um, I think where that those words sort of start off is how um, my relationship with resilience used to be and growing up and growing into the person that I am now, um, you know, the intuition and self-love, boundaries, connection, that part is sort of a little bit more how I see resilience now. Um, you know, kind of the same as wildflowers. <laughs> they just do what they do and grow where they grow and don't really ask for permission um, for it. So yeah, when I was younger, um, I had a lot of anxiety, um, almost crippling anxiety. And actually, I'm not, I know we've talked about this before, uh, Danette, about anxiety um, and my anxiety personal, personally, but um, I'm not sure that if I ever shared with you that I actually used to have panic attacks, like really bad panic attacks. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you've never experienced one before. It's a very, very strange feeling, but it feels like you're dying. Like you think that you're having a heart attack and your hands get all sweaty and, um, it's really awful. So I think that, um, I used to see resilience as sort of plunging through in situations that maybe weren't meant for me, but because that's what the world told me that I should be doing, you do it anyways. And then I think that that creates a lot of anxiety. <laughs> um, and inevitably, you end up doing things for other people that maybe, you know, you didn't think that, um, or you ne never really gave much thought about, you know, the people pleasing aspect. Um, and then self abandoning, which just creates this nice little circle of the anxiety all over again. I would like to just stop you there for a second, because I would love to know a bit more about what resources were available to you. So you were younger when you had uh, panic attacks and anxiety. What resources were available to you then to deal with that? Honestly, not a lot. Like, um, 
a doctor was available, which was really terrible um, because doctors, my doctor wanted to just put me on anti-anxiety medication. And although I do see um, a place for, for medicine in the world, I knew internally that that wasn't right for me and that the things that were going on in my life and creating anxiety and then these panic attacks um, was more my environment and that it was my environment that needed to change. Now, unfortunately, um, you know, the way that our world is set up, lots of times people in your life don't want you to change. <laughs> so making those changes is very difficult. And if you're a people pleaser, it's even harder to make those changes. Um, so I didn't have a lot of resources. And I think that I sort of went down this dark black hole um, of things happening in my life, like the universe trying to show me this isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. These aren't the people that are supposed to be in your life until I finally almost like hit a rock bottom and started to wake up and, uh, I, you know, there was sort of a series of events that started happening, um, you know, in my, gosh, I don't know, how old was I in 2016? It was around 2016, so a while ago. Um, but I had already had kids because I, I did all those things. I grew up thinking I had to go to university, which was a lovely experience. I studied psychology and sociology, and I'm very, very grateful for that experience. But then, you know, you graduate from university, and I fell into a government job. And just because that was easy, and it seemed safe, I had a pension, I had benefits. Um, I married the man that I was seeing, like immediately after my high school boyfriend, the very next relationship I got into was the person that I married and chose to have children with. Um, and was kind of just running the rat race of doing all the things, you know, I got married very young, I had children very young. And I don't think I ever stopped to ask myself, like, are these the things that you really want to be doing? Or are these the things that society has told you that you're supposed to be doing? Um, and then obviously having children is very difficult. And <laughs> um, working a full time job, my, my job was in the city, I would be commuting, you know, two to two and a half hours every day. There were times that I didn't get home until you know, 6.30 and my kids were going to bed at seven o'clock, I'd see them for half an hour. Um, and then yeah, in 2016, a really close family friend of mine passed away. She was my dance teacher. And she passed away. She was quite young. She was, I believe, only in her 50s. And she, um, it was very sudden, as far as everyone knew, she was very healthy. And then she was just gone the next day. And it really threw me into a dark space, I think, because I started to really question the things that I was doing in my life. Like, you know, I, I'm here right now, but what if I'm not tomorrow? And I'm spending all these this time um, working in a job that makes me miserable. You know, I'm in a cubicle. I don't even see daylight most of the day. You know, I'm not getting to spend any time with my kids. Um, you know, who am I surrounded with? And are my relationships healthy? Or are we just you know, playing the marriage game. Um, so yeah, I kind of I feel like after, um, after my dance teacher passed away, I, I really um, fell into that kind of dark night of the soul. Um, and started to question a lot of things. So what does resilience mean to you now then? Like that's so many things have changed now from when you were uh, having panic attacks as a teenager or a child. 
So what does resilience mean to you now? What does it look like now in your life? Instead of just plowing through, tell me what your life looks like now. You're not working in a cubicle, I guess. I'm not. I'm not working in a cubicle. I have um, my children and I, well, I left my marriage and my children and I have moved to a hobby farm um, where I run um, a farm and forest school, which is just amazing. I get to be outside all day. Um, so my life really has, you know, Done, done a complete 180 like I'm just on the complete opposite side of where I was before but I think that it it really looks like those words that I was sharing with you earlier intuition self-love boundaries and connection so um really starting to uh look inside myself and make sure that um I'm listening to the things that I need so instead of listening to my doctor who's telling me that I need to be on anti-anxiety medication you know stopping taking her advice and stopping and saying, wait a second, if I take anti-anxiety medication, I'm going to numb myself and I'm going to continue to live the life that I'm living right now. So I'm taking something so I can keep doing these things that are making me unhealthy. Or I can go inside and I can start to think about what I actually want and change my environment and listen to myself and learn to love myself a little bit more. So I think resilience these days looks a lot more like self-love. And I've got to say something that I've really learned, especially, I mean, it filters over into all of our relationships, whether it's with our parents or um, our friends or our partners, but also with our children. You know, you, people always think that a parent's love is this like unconditional, you know, and I, it should be, but if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else, you know, like it's, it's literally impossible. So that filters over into so your... True. Yeah, it filters over into your relationship with your children too. So um, sometimes it's hard to love all the things about yourself, but it's so important because when you start to, you're able to give that love back to other people, you know? Right, right. So what are some of the what are some of the challenges you're facing right now? So you're single parenting, running your own business, a brand new business. What are some of the challenges in the, the parenting and business and that you're facing now and then on the other side is what resources do you have to draw on to help you with those challenges yeah for sure well I mean we're together all the time right now because well as you know in Ontario we are back into lockdown so my children do attend um, a regular public school so they are home from school right now and participating in farm and forest school which is amazing um, and I think that you know, they're gaining a lot of really amazing experiences that they maybe wouldn't get if they were still at school, but they are also falling behind in math and traditional subjects. So um, keeping up on all of that is definitely a bit of a challenge. I do try to be forgiving of myself and of them during these, I think, again, that relates right back to self-love, right? Um, of the days that maybe we don't get to the math things that we had planned or um, we're not getting along so well because we've spent 24 hours a day, seven days a week together. Um, and so, yeah, being forgiving of ourselves. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of look back and think, okay, was everyone happy? You know, those, those are the, that's the main, that's the main goal here. I would love to know what they're learning at farm and uh, forest school. Like, what's an example of something they would do in a day? Sure. It's fascinating to me. I would just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, 
The programming that happens at the farm is pretty much 100% outdoors unless there's some kind of crazy weather that we're having. Um, and even then, unless it's unsafe to be outside, we're outside. So we spend all day outside. Um, there are tons of animals that live here on the farm with us. We have ponies and bunnies and chickens and ducks. Um, and our family dog and cat, of course, join in as well. Sometimes we have a sheep. Uh, she's very, very friendly. So the kids spend a lot of time with the animals. Usually in the morning, you know, we head out and we do all our farm chores. We visit with the animals. Um, and that human-animal bond is so fascinating to me. Like, I just, I am a huge animal lover. I always have been, uh, especially dogs. And I think that kind of steered me towards this career as well as, you know, being able to be around animals all the time. And, and you can see it with the kids too. It's really interesting seeing how some of them connect with the bunnies and some of them connect with the ponies more. Or um, So we spend a lot of time with the animals. And then the second half of our day usually just involves um, backwards it's like a backwards curriculum basically it's whatever the kids want to learn about so we head out into the field we walk the tree lines we go explore whatever they're interested in that day they want to learn about the trees well then we're going to learn about the trees they find bugs they want to learn about we base all of I base all of my learning off of whatever it is that they're interested in so it's really amazing and you know we were talking uh, earlier about some of the challenges and whatnot um, that has sparked resilience and um, having children, as I mentioned, is obviously one of those things. But I have two very spirited children, um, my daughter even more so, who really doesn't fit very well into the traditional education system. Um, and I think going back to talking about resources, when you were asking, you know, what resources did I have when I was younger? Uh, to cope with my anxiety. And I was like, Oh, man, nothing like I had nothing. I had a doctor who wanted to put me on medication. I often feel that that same thing can be uh, true for children, right? Like often, if they're not doing well in school, or there's behavior issues or whatever, we seek out med medical advice, and then there might be a diagnosis of ADHD or anxiety, or a slew of things. And while that may be true, often, if we remove that child from that environment and put them in a different environment, one that um, feels more true to them, those behaviors and those symptoms aren't happening anymore. Um, so that's definitely something that I've noticed with um, my daughter, especially, is she doesn't fit nice and neat and tidy into the little box that society has created for us. Um, but she does seem to thrive in outdoor environments where there's animals, where there's freedom for her to um, you know, think and, and use her creativity and learn the things that she's interested in instead of someone else telling her, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So, right. so farm and forest school here is based very much off of that forest and nature school ethos of, um, you know, it's very play-based, it's very inquiry-led. The curriculum is that there is no curriculum. It's, you know, it's a backwards curriculum. I can tell you what we learned at the end of the day. I'm not going into our sessions with a list of things that, um, that we're going to do that day. Now, granted, I do also still have to have a list because sometimes, you know, if it's a rainy day or the kids are kind of all over the place, you can gear them in a, in a certain direction. But that is something that has been so good to me. Good for me is learning to let go of that need to control everything and have that list that we're, you know, these are all the things we're going to accomplish today. Um, 
So I think that's a resource too, as you know, learning to let go and be in the present moment. Um, it sounds like the school is an amazing resource for your kids and the other students that take part. And that maybe wasn't, you know, a resource available when you were a child or when I was in school, like it just wasn't something that was available. So that's, a, that's an amazing resource for your spirited children. Yes, yeah. definitely. And it's been an amazing resource for me too, because like I said, I, I now get to be outside all day as well. And there is nothing better than being in nature, like to ground yourself and be in the present moment and um, feel gratitude, all of those things that, you know, we should be practicing. Those things are very hard to practice when you're sitting in a cubicle all day <laughs> or in your car driving to in the, into the city into work, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your inner resources? So you've talked about um, some outer resources. What about what are some things that you love about yourself? Maybe that you have skills that you've honed or things that you've learned, um, things that you're using now to resource your own children and yourself during this time where you're, you know, on your own, kind of like a pioneer, like you're, you're foraging a path here. And so what resources that do you lean on in yourself? So I think um, I was sort of saying this before, but that self-love, well, you asked, what are the things that I love about myself? Gosh, that is not an easy question, I think, for anyone to answer. You can, it's very easy to tell other people all the things you don't love about yourself. <laughs> it's not so easy to hone in on those things that you do love about yourself. Um, but I think that that's so important, um, is really learning, learning to love yourself. And so, you know, getting up in the morning and looking in the mirror and instead of picking on yourself, you know, being your own best friend. Sometimes we talk about ourselves in a way like you would never say those things to your best friend ever. You know, your best friend would come to you being like, oh, I feel fat and ugly and disgusting today. And you'd be like, oh, my God, you are the most beautiful person. What are you talking about? You know, but we pick on ourselves that way. Um, so trying a little bit to be my own best friend, you know, and speak to myself kindly when I look in the mirror when I'm out doing things you know rooting myself on um doing the things even if you don't have someone to go do them with like go do them go for a hike like you can do those things alone uh reading you know um educating yourself I know we were, were having this conversation previously about um self-help books like I don't know if it's if, if it's a writer's thing like but reading is the most it's just the best thing ever. Um, and you learn so much. <laughs> Listening to your, your body's inner wisdom, like that, that intuition, getting out in nature, you know, um, meditating, doing yoga, journaling, all of those things. Music is something that's very, very important to me. Yeah. So. Yes, I, I recall seeing videos of you playing the guitar and it just seems like it is something that is so close to your heart like it just it's like a part of you like the instrument just becomes a part of you singing and playing the guitar oh it just seems like such a resource thank you for saying that i that is something that i even two years ago i would have never played in front of anyone i just was so nervous and again you know you always have those you're like oh you suck you're terrible at this you know um so being able to play in front of other people or like record myself and post that where hundreds and hundreds of people might see it um, is a very big step, but it's been amazing. And I just, I love it so much. And I think that when we're um, doing the things that we're passionate about and that make us um, feel good, 
we really and creating, you know, you're creating something. We really are in that that present moment. And um, I think that that when it comes down to it, what life is all about, right? Or not is not running the rat race, not people pleasing, not doing all the things that someone else says that you should be doing, but looking inwards and being like, these are the things that make me happy, and and being there in that moment. Um, because I mean, what isn't isn't that what anxiety is? Is like living in the past or living in the future? <laughs> so exactly, yeah. And then connection, you know, connection is another um, uh, thing that's just so so important to me, and that that goes back to farm and forest school too, right? Is creating that connection um, with the land, with animals, with each other, um, and I think that we often aren't taught those things as children like we're taught to look outwards for answers you know like mom and dad know best look to the teacher for answers instead of looking inwards so that's something that I really incorporate in in um, farm and forest school too right is that um, everyone is capable you know and to look inwards for those answers instead of looking looking outwards for them and 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 you know finding your people <laughs> that's how you find your people I was going to ask you so that that idea of connection too like who are some of the people in your life that have been your your rocks and your resources throughout your life I'm so lucky I mean we know each other through your sister who is a just she's one of my best friends and she has been for gosh forever the majority of my life I'm so lucky so I feel very grateful that I have you know a close little group of girlfriends that I've had for a long period of time, but I've also had new connections come into my life as I've grown and changed and relationships fall, um, fall away, which again is just part of a part of growth. So, um, that's definitely a, a big, a big resource is, is having those people who really truly understand you, who are rooting you on, who, when you're like, Hey, I think I need to go back to who I was when I was 10. You know, remember that girl who loved animals and who loved writing and who loved music and dancing and all of these things, yet that's not a part of my life at all anymore. You know, those people who are going to root you on to do that. Like, yes, this, that's who you are. That 10 year old girl, go find her inside. Um, so I'm really lucky that I have already some of those connections in my life. But um, I think that it's really important that we're not, um, people pleasing because um, when we're pleasing other people and putting energy and time into relationships that aren't really supporting who we are, there isn't room for you to find your people, right? Like the people who truly are going to have your back and, and whatnot. So for people who maybe don't have those close connections right now, I know something that's really helped me um, especially during COVID where we're kind of isolated from actually being able to be with each other uh, is social media. And I know that sounds kind of strange because social media, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It can be a really great thing. It can also be a really awful thing. Um, but um, platforms like Instagram and TikTok really allow you to, you know, you don't have to friend someone back. You can just go follow an account and you can fill your whole feed up with people who, are amazing and have so much positivity and great things to put out into the world and um, who love the same things that you do. You know, I have a whole slew of new best friends who love Taylor Swift just because I follow them on Instagram or, you know, um, it really is. And you get to connect with people too 
you know, that aren't in your backyard, you know? So if you're in a small town, um, you know, you might get to connect with someone who lives on the other side of the world or in a different province. And it's just a really, it's really cool, I think. And I think that it's a great way for people who don't have those connections to sort of just reach out to other people that are interested in the same things as they are. I love that positive take on social media. Uh, it can be um, it can be the opposite, and I'll have some people like I, I'm on Twitter a lot, and a lot of people just saying, "Well, it's just my timeline is so dark and so heavy," and and in my head I'm going, "Who are you following? Like, who are you connecting with?" So I think your view of find your people online and fill it with the things that you're interested in, the positive and the the challenging or the interesting, like just something that connects with you is just so empowering and positive. Yeah, I think it's really empowering too. And it's amazing. It's an amazing way to, to bring that positivity into your life. Like I know there were times, you know, um, last year, my husband and I actually separated right as COVID hit, which was not good timing because you're going into isolation. So all of those um, resources that you know your friends and people that you would reach out to I was suddenly very very isolated from um, so being able to stay in touch with them through technology obviously has been wonderful but also being able to um, fill like my Instagram feed up with other people who when I couldn't cheer myself on it almost felt like they were doing it for me you know a complete stranger being like I believe in you you can do this you know and then you're like yes yes I can I can do this you know yeah. Uh, so the last about last four years seems to me for you the last four or five years have been such major changes in your life and I wonder if you would have one piece of advice for somebody who might be going through something you know like the the person stuck in the cubicle or the long commute or the 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 being distanced from that their ten year old self doing the things they were really passionate about do you have one piece of advice you would give to somebody as from somebody who's been through it as sort of coming out the other side in a completely different world. Right? Yeah, I would say let go. And that is the word, like people like me are going to hear that and say, I hate you. Like that is the worst piece of it. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to let go? Like it is impossible, but let go because that is the universe is going to continue to bring you the same thing over and over and over again. And you're going to continue to feel unhappy and, you know, respond to those things in the same way unless you let go. So, um, you know, just take a minute to think about what you want and not what everyone else wants and then let go. (laughs) And it's going to be, and then it'll be okay. It really will. It seems so scary, you know, when you have, um, when you're, well, I think with COVID right now, like our whole world is kind of falling apart. So, you know, if you're going to have other things in your life fall apart, now is a great time. It's all happening anyway. So, um, but it, it feels really scary when you don't know the future. Um, but I think that a lot of us live in this kind of this world, right? Like I was saying earlier of you're living from this past version of yourself or you're thinking about past traumas and things that have happened and bringing them into the present moment, or you're worrying about what's going to happen in the future. You know, am I going to lose my job? Well, if my husband and I split up, where am I going to live? How am I going to take care of my kids? What's going to happen to him? What's going to, you know, are my kids going to be okay? Um, But it all really works out when you're listening to yourself. 
I'm not sure how, but I think the universe has her back. So yeah, it, it looks like in your life, I like I'm so inspired, Carly, by your your willingness to listen to the universe that keeps coming back with the same messages again and again and again, and that, that you have just changed your life so drastically into such a wholesome place for 10-year-old Carly, as well as for Carly's 10-year-old children or children, like young children, school-age children, you know what I mean? Like you've created the world for you and for your children that is that is full of connection with the land with animals, with people, with their own inner wisdom, with their own wisdom about how they learn and love. And I am just so inspired and just, yeah, so grateful that you shared your story here today. And I just know that listeners are going to feel the same way. You're beautiful and sensible and uh, just compassionate and passionate. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for saying that. That's really nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks again. And I can't wait until um, things open up again and we're um, able to be together and, and share some time and hug. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hug you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care and be well. Thanks tonight. You too.